O Lord, with your mighty power. Anoint me, O Lord, with your fire to tell of your love and sing of your grace. To march forth in strength, Lord, this hour. Anoint me, O Lord. to Stratford Heights this morning. We've come to worship the Lord, and we've just come from the Sunday school hour where we had a wonderful lesson on the Holy Spirit and how He comes to anoint us and lead us and guide us and teach us just what we're singing about right now. So welcome. We're glad that you've decided to come and visit and, and uh, worship the Lord today. If you're new, we welcome you especially every um, last Sunday of the month. We have a service in the evening on Sunday evening known as The Mix. And this is especially for our young adults and everybody's welcome to come. But this service is especially dedicated to them and they have their own music and different things and it's great. And tonight they have a precious, beautiful lady. You've seen her picture here in the bulletin. Uh, Margie, Margie Pesders. And it's going to be all about Israel. And, and the Lord knows we need to continue to carry our burden and help everybody with prayer for Israel. Richard? This just in. What we want you to know about tonight's service, it, it, is, it is the mixed service, 
but we are mixing things up. We're doing a lot of different things with the mix. The mix service tonight is actually for the church. We are putting it on for everybody to be here and be a part of it. This lady, Margie Pezdertz, uh, she lives six months out of the year in Israel, and uh, she's going to come and talk about the Old Testament, talk about life, what it's really like on the streets today in Israel, and it's going to be wonderful. If you would uh, be free at 6 o'clock tonight, we're going to have wonderful praise and worship for our mixed group, but we want you to be there as well. All right, that just in. I won't interrupt you anymore, I promise. Thank you. That, that makes me want to come and hear her, doesn't it, you? Thank you, Richard, for that. We want to thank you again for being here this morning. And we have service all through the week. There's something going on at Stratford Heights almost every service, every night and morning and during the day. So your bulletin is there for all the announcements and, and so forth of the little things. But we want you to get acquainted with each other now. We want you to be friendly today. And you never know if you're young, a young adult, you may find your wife here today. A young man or a young woman might find her husband here today. I found Virgil after he got saved. But, I mean, before he got saved. But he went to church with me when I invited him to and he got saved. And then after that he proposed pretty soon after that so it can work real fast if you if you want the Lord to help you he, it can work real fast I tell you serving the Lord is the most exciting wonderful thing that ever happened to me I've always been satisfied with serving Jesus I have no complaints about being a Christian I love serving the Lord I love going to church and studying his word and I love the praise and the glory that comes in thinking about his return because he's coming soon it may be today you if you're not ready to meet the lord you can get ready this morning pastor always gives an invitation for people to pray if they want to open their hearts to jesus and you'll want to be sure to do that today if you don't know him but let's get out in the aisles shake hands with one another greet one another and say god bless you to people
I found my deliverance. I found I 
I want deliverance. Deliverance, yeah. Deliverance. Deliverance. I found it. Deliverance. Deliverance. Yeah. Deliverance. Deliverance. We praise you, Lord. Deliverance. Oh, deliverance. Deliverance. I found it. Deliverance, Lord. Oh, yeah. Deliverance. Deliverance. Rain down, 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 rain down
shall believe the report of the Lord. Oh, tell me whose report shall you believe? We shall believe the report of the Lord. His report says I says you're healed in the name of Jesus by the blood by the blood the report of the Lord is always the last word somebody say amen I got good news for you this morning I love to give good reports now the world had the report the doctor had a report the doctor said sister Robinson you got stage four kidney failure. Stage three, my bad. Stage four, we'd be playing her funeral. Stage three, kidney failure, which is bad enough. They said something has changed. We need you in here. We got to run new tests. But she decided she was going to put that before God first. Last Sunday night, she walked out of her pew. She took a step of faith. How many of you know we're healed by faith? 
we're strengthened by faith you're delivered by faith she stepped out in the altar she stepped down in here and they shared with me the need and we called some prayer warriors together you can believe me or not believe me how many were here last Sunday night the Spirit of God fell in this place I've already told people I've testified to people I don't know when I have felt a lightning bolt of God's power like I did Sunday night the power of the Lord fell it was somewhere right about here the Spirit of the Lord everybody who was up here in at back in the pews felt the wave of God's glory the Spirit of the Lord did something in her she went down to her knees the Spirit of God touched her I stepped back from her because I knew something had transpired in the Spirit and we just waited for the new report we waited for God's report now I don't understand the ways and means of God I know this when it's my time to go don't you be praying me out of heaven do you hear what I said if y'all come down here and anoint a cloth of oil and you pray a prayer of faith that I'm gonna be oops I'm gonna go right now <laughs> You, and you pray over something, you, you start interceding and begging God to leave me here, I'm going to come back and punch you. You know, not, not really, but you know what I mean. Don't pray over me when it's my time. But by faith we pray. And we believe that God has healing on this earth for people when it glorifies Him and there's a testimony behind it that'll help someone else to get strong and to draw them to Christ the purpose of those things are to draw people to Christ I got a call from Brother Orville just the other day do you want to tell it let me have that in mic this woman needs to preach Orville called me on Wednesday and what did the doctor say I just want to thank the Lord for what he did to me. I want to tell you folks, I'm 67 years old. I've been in church all of my life. And I've been healed before. And I've been healed of some serious things. But I have never in my life had the Holy Ghost. And the Lord touched me in a way that he touched me Sunday night. And I knew when I left this church... I wasn't for sure what the report might be, but I knew God touched me in a way he had never touched me before. And I want to thank him. But what I want to say to Brother Ray real quick, I love my pastor, and I love it when he prays for me, but I love it when he called you all forward. Because when he did that, I felt such more power and more strength. Yeah. And I love you all Amen. and I thank you. And the last thing I want to say, I couldn't wait till I went to the hospital to get my report. And if anybody doubts it, I've got the before test with all the negative bad things. And I've got the new report and every one of them's changed. Every one of them. Can I tell one more thing? And you know the devil, 
He's, as far as devil goes, he's pretty good. He, tries, good he thinks devil. he is. Yeah, he, he does his job well. Well, on my way home, he started saying things. Oh, people's just going to tell you or they're going to think that the, that the blood work and all the thing was just false, you know. And I thought, devil, I recognize you and I know what you're trying to do to me. And you're not going to tell me that God didn't heal me. And this morning, this brother came to me and he said the Lord spoke to him this week and told him to come to me and tell me not to doubt my healing, that the devil would be trying to trick me and trying to say things to me, but to believe. He said, I saw what happened to you and I felt what happened to you and I knew you were healed. Amen. Well, come on and give the Lord praise now. Hallelujah. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, because the best part's been left out. We've left you with a cliffhanger. Her reports came back saying zero problem. Not one, not two, not three stages. She's zero. Her kidneys are perfectly fine in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Now sing it, Gary. His report. <laughs> Says I am healed. Yes. His report says I am filled. His report says I am free. His report says victory, 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 victory. Some folks didn't feel the comfortableness to be able to come down front and be prayed for, but you're going to get prayed for right where you're standing. How many of you know the Lord is able to touch you right where you are? We're in an agreement, a prayer of agreement. We have faith in this house. Someone's holding your hand. They're believing with you. And we're going to see miracle after miracle after miracle. Can I just add one more real good news? I went and saw Ron Carter this week. I sat down with him at the hospital. You know he's got a brand new heart transplant that just took place last Sunday. 
He's doing fantastic. The doctor said they're astounding. They're coming by to his room to look at him because they can't believe how awesome he's doing. He said, Pastor, the prayer we prayed about no pain. He said, I don't feel anything. And he has had a heart transplant this week. God's blessing, God's working, God's providing. And right now you are ready to receive. I want you by the power of the Holy Spirit to receive from him right now. Would you pray? Lift up those hands around this house. You don't know the need your brothers and sisters have. Father, we pray in your name. We pray over every family. We pray over every heartache, every broken heart, every emotional distress. I pray over rebellious children. I pray over marriages that are falling apart. I pray over a job loss. I pray over disease and sickness. I come against every impurity and iniquity. I come against the things that are schemed and devised against your people. We rebuke the enemy and cast him away. Lord, in the name of Jesus. We give you the honor. We give you the praise. We give you the glory. We cast down imaginations, things that exalt themselves against the knowledge of God, and we stand in the strength of our God. Hallelujah. Glory, glory, glory to God. We receive healing this morning. We receive restoration this morning. We receive provision this morning in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Now I want you to let go of those hands. I want you to begin to praise God. Praise the Lord and lift up high sounding praise in this house. You are worthy, Lord. Because you see, the enemy thought he had you. The enemy thought he would break you. He thought he would steal from you, take from you. How many of you know this morning, the devil just had to give a whole bunch of spoils back? The battle has been won, and you and I are victors this morning. See, I believe. I believe in what we preach here. I believe in the power that's in the blood of Christ. I believe he's not a dead God sitting on a throne somewhere trying to help us do our taxes all the time. I believe he's a God of great deliverance and power, and he'll change your life this morning. And he'll help you with the taxes too. But sometimes we spend more time trying to explain away the power in the modern day church than we do finding out how to get in the river of what God is doing. God is walking to and fro on this earth. He wants to put your marriage back together. It is his will. <laughs> he wants to give you provision. He wants to bless you. He wants to heal you. God wants to show himself mighty and powerful. The modern day church has painted a God who is weak, frail, and running. Intimidated by the left, the right, and everyone else. But my God is an awesome God. 
my God is a powerful God. By his spoken word, he said, let there be light. And there was. He said, let the earth bring forth. And it did. God can speak over you right here where you are this morning. You don't go to a church that don't believe he can't. You go to a church that believes nothing is impossible with God. Nothing shall be impossible with God. The author of scripture said, is there anything too hard for God? No, nothing. No. He can do anything he needs done. Somebody say amen. amen. Well, one more time. Give the Lord praise this morning. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. Brian, come pray for us. You can be seated if you can. It's an exciting time to be here and be involved in what God's doing here in the ministry. There's report after report of people being healed, families being restored, lost loved ones coming to Christ. I think the report's getting out that we have victory in him. I love this part of the service because it's an opportunity that instead of being inward focused, we can focus outward and we can start to bless and pray for people around the world. So we're gonna take a moment right now and intercede and pray for Israel, if you join me. Lord, we're so thankful for what you're doing here. Lord, we know that we serve a living God and that you're on the throne and we can see report after report of healings and people being restored and lost loved ones coming to know you as we know you. But now we turn our focus from ourselves and we put it on the country of Israel. Lord, we ask that you would keep your hand over your people. Lord, we pray for their peace and their prosperity, that you protect their borders, their people. Lord, the mothers, fathers, sons, the soldiers. Lord, that you would give the leadership wisdom in these last days. We ask that you would be with them. Lord, as the enemy tries his best, to take them out, Lord, but we know that the report's in and our victory is secured with you. Lord, so we stand with them today. Lord, we pray for them. In the name of your Jesus, in their son, Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Well, it is good to see you in God's house this morning. It's wonderful to be in his presence. Amen. I want Nicole, if she will, uh, Nicole Locke to come. We've been very excited about the things that, that God has led us in uh, so many miracles and so many things that are happening right now. I'm amazed, it's, I, won't, I cannot share with you at this very moment, but I do wanna tell you the Lord even answered another prayer, a miracle that I think is amazing. I'm gonna be able to announce to you in just a little while, but I want uh, us to to praise the Lord and be, be aware that he is moving and doing great and mighty things in this congregation. We started a ministry last year called the Clayton Street Mission, going back to our 100 years. This ministry takes us back to who we are and who we were 100 years ago when we met together in a little community over on Auburn Street in a house there where some folks got together and started singing and having Bible study and 100 years later that's the Stratford Heights Church of God where you're sitting today that ministry was birthed and we wanted it to be something that took us back to outreach and loving our community and 
loving him in many different ways. I mean, the first project we did was to reach out to the 31 families who were burned out of the apartment buildings that you remember. And we, we took care of them. We put many of them in hotels until they found new placement. We bought clothes and food. And we took care of them in every way that we possibly could in conjunction with the Salvation Army. We were like the two forces that were helping them. We worked hard together to make that done, and we did it. And we waited, and finally the last family was placed, and we were able to celebrate that God had used the Clayton Street Mission for this project. And we've been searching different ways and different things that we can do to, to show this community that we love them, that we're not out to necessarily make a name for ourselves. We're out to make a name for Jesus, loving him and spreading his love to the people. So one of the things we introduced to you several weeks back was this Clayton Street Mission project for the tote ministry. Now I'm going to let Nicole take it from here. I'd like her to share a little bit about what's happened so far and where we are in the project and how you can help us close it down and get ready for a new project. But I want you to, to know that, that God is working. It was just, I shared this morning, it was just uh, the other day at, at Kroger's, I literally had a lady who was standing behind me in the counter and, and I was standing there and she said, excuse me. I was like, yes. She said, are you the pastor at Stratford Heights? I was just like, yes. And uh, she said, I just want to thank you so much. She goes, my family, she goes, we're having a very difficult time. She said, and you're, we found out your family is buying my kids, buying their school supplies for this year. And she said, she had tears in her eyes and she just said, I just want you to know how much that means to me. She said, where is your church? <laughs> so I thought that was an awesome testimony of what God is doing. And we've got a couple more for you to hear. Nicole? Good morning. Um, we're so excited. And I am so honored to be a part of this committee that's doing this TOTE ministry. Um, TOTE stands for Taking Outreach to Everyone. And as a church, it's our job to branch outside the four walls of this building. And show the love of Christ to everyone we come in contact with. Uh, as this whole ministry started to, excuse me, to develop and for us to put a game plan together for the tote ministry, we were trying to decide who are we going to bless with the totes? Are we going to reach out to the homeless or to a pregnancy crisis center or something of that nature? We decided to go with the schools because I'm a parent if you're not a parent, I know that if you're a, a grandparent or a, a mom, a dad, an aunt, an uncle, a friend, you love kids, maybe you're a teacher, you know that when people start to reach your kids, they start to reach everyone. Because when you have a heart for children, the way that you can minister and show the love of Christ is absolutely endless. So we started praying and praying, and ever since we decided to adopt the Highview Sixth Grade Center, the Lord has placed a scripture in my, in my heart. Um, in Matthew, it says, you are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a basket, but on a candlestick. And it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father who's in heaven. And I get emotional every time I think about this because we haven't even put the first bag on a desk we haven't even stepped into the school shed, and God is opening up doors that are absolutely unbelievable. I was a nervous wreck when they said, hey, Nicole, why don't you go ahead and call that Highview Sixth Grade Center and ask them if we can 
do the totes for him and provide all the school supplies. And my first thought was, you know, our world has worked so hard at getting God out of our schools and taking him out of the equation. And we need so badly, as we all know, to get him back in there. And I'm like, this is going to be horrible. She's going to tell me no. I'm going to be rejected. I'm going to go home and cry. And then I'm going to tell everybody, it's not going to work. We can't do this ministry. So I, I sent her an email, and she gave me a call back. And I was able to speak with her. Um, and, I, and she's like, so tell me what you want to do. And so I gave her all the details. And there was a long, long silence. And I'm like, oh, crap, that's great. We're done. She hung up on me. She doesn't want anything to do with us. But it was about a moment probably 30 to 60 seconds where not a word was spoken because she then came back and said, I'm absolutely speechless that someone would want to do all this for us and bless all these children. She's like, you really mean every single kid. And we're like, whether they can afford it, whether they can't, whether they're saved, whether they're not, whether they love God, go to church, anywhere. We just want everyone to know that Stratford Heights wants to reach out and touch them and love on them and show them the love of Christ. But it didn't stop there because we know that we know that God wants to be back in our schools. And he is trying to strategically place people there. So about a month later, I got a phone call. And um, the school is doing a new program all through Middletown called Parenting Partners. And that basically is a collaboration of teachers with parents to try and help them get involved more in their kids' education, more involved in the schools help to create a better environment all around. They asked two parents to help be facilitators of the class. One of them happened to be me. Now, I am nobody special. I am not a teacher. I haven't been to college. Nothing. Not a single thing. But God said, we're going to plant people in this school that love you, that we can help you to show the love of God to everyone that's here in this building. And so, out of nowhere, out of what, a thousand parents of 500 kids, two of them were asked and one of them was me and God is just saying that we are getting you in there, we are blessing this community. Stratford Heights is gonna be used to reach hundreds and hundreds of people with one simple bag. And we're gonna put a letter in them. This is the bag that all the school supplies are gonna go in and if you're a midi, you love purple. Um, but the bag is just a block M and it says, we believe in you. And when they get that letter out and they see that this comes from us, that we love them and there's no strings attached, literally not a thing we want back for it. We just want to bless them and show them the love of Christ. This is where all of you get to be a part of that blessing. I may get to sit in a classroom and, and help some parents figure out how to be more involved with their kids, but all of you get to be a part of that blessing by filling up one of these totes. Now, we have one week left, and we're in the final push, and we only have 150 left to fill. To me, in three weeks, that is amazing. It is just so awesome. Tell them how many. Um, how many we started. We, we started with 500, and we only have 150 left. Some people have donated money. They don't want to go shop. It's not their thing. And there's a few of us, like Betty Ray, who is like the bargain shopping queen who has been out tearing up the stores, collecting totes like it's nobody's business. So if you don't feel like shopping's your thing, you want to donate a little bit of money, you want to pick up two more totes. I was almost thinking there wouldn't be any left after first service because they were going by the handfuls. People were grabbing these things and they were like, you know what, I may have already picked up five, but I'm going to get five more. Um, it's only been 15, 20 bucks right around there for the full tote. 
So if you feel like that's something that you can do to be a blessing. But the other thing is we have to fill them all. We have to unpack everything that everyone's brought, go through everything, make sure everything's there. And that's going to happen on August 4th, so Tuesday, August 4th. And we'll be out there at the table, and we'll have a sign-up sheet for people to come just in our increments to help inspect everything, fill everything back up, pack them up, and get them ready to send over to the school. And then prayer, if you can just keep praying. We're going to bless every tote. They're going to be lined up at the altars, and we're going to be able to pray over them. Um, So that's it. Amen. Thank you, Nicole. Where's little Graham? Am I heading the right direction? There he is. Oh my goodness. (laughs) I'm in heaven right now. This is awesome. Ladies and gentlemen, I would like to introduce you his very first Sunday at his church, Graham David Turner. Would you make him welcome to his church? This guy's got some unique history in this church as well. His great-grandfather was Pastor Robert Graham. So he's got some seniority and some clout that all of us don't have. So we appreciate and bringing Jalen, thank you, you guys. Beautiful little baby. One more quick announcement as the ushers, if you would, gentlemen. I would like you to come down front as we did at the 8.30 service and stand across the front. I want also to, and we're, we're short on time this morning, but I, I want to make another announcement about something the Lord's helping us. It's amazing that it all comes on the same kind of uh, avenue of, of schools. Um, this fall, we are delighted to be hosting uh, the Ohio Christian Academy. They're going to be starting its grades K through 12th grade. And uh, we have two ladies that have just been a powerhouse of inspiration and vision. And they are here today. I want Stacy Williams and Carol. Carol, I don't remember your last name. That. <laughs> I've got to row down, I'm so sorry. She is a wonderful lady, but her and Stacy, Stacy, as you know, Stacy and her family have been coming here for years. But these two ladies are spearheading a brand new endeavor, um, starting a Christian school. And it's gonna be here, like I said, we're gonna be hosting it at Stratford Heights. So I want you to be praying for these ladies. They've got quite a job ahead of them. If you have any questions or, or if you have any interest, I'm sure they'd be happy to, uh, to assist you and work with you to see these two ladies anywhere. And we'll be doing more introduction and, and let them speak to you, too, in the, in the coming weeks. So thank you very much, ladies. God bless you. We're looking forward to this fall. Go Ohio Christian Academy. Would you stand with me this morning? What I'd like you to do, if you wouldn't mind, it's going to take a few moments, but I, I think it's well worth it. If you'd like to help us with this project and you've not yet uh, picked up one of the tote bags, then I would like you in this offering to, to come forward and, uh, and just pick up one or ten and, uh, and let God, I would love to see us with only this many left. I don't know how many exactly left at the, at the 830 service, but the, the word was for today that we needed 150 more out of the 500. And we would then take care of every family 
who has a sixth grader in the city of Middletown. And so I, I want us to do this and get it. I would love for today to be the finale. We've done it. We can celebrate and move on to the next project. But I want you to consider prayerfully, if you've already done one, thank you so much. If you'd like to do another, or if you feel led to just give a donation, there's a white envelope in your pew. You can write tote ministry on that, drop in your donation, and we'll go shopping for you. But we're excited about this. I'd love to see it end today and us be celebrating about these families. Amen? So I want you to help me. So as the ushers turn around and face the congregation, I'm going to have a word of prayer. And if you have offering and you're here to pay your tithe today, just get out and make your way down to the front, drop that in the offering plate, and pick up about 30 bags, and, and then make your way back to your seat. Let's pray. Father, as we step out today by faith, Lord, we are trying to be that light, that city set on a hill. We're trying to make a difference in our community, and Lord, we thank you for the people that are making that possible. I pray that you will bless each one of them, that you will touch their hearts, their lives, minister, Lord, to their families, and Lord, as they have given, I pray that you will bless them, pressed down, shaken together, and running over, that your work and will will be accomplished in the city to just send the message that Christ is love. Lord, we thank you that we've had these creative folks and these, these creative minds that have come together to, Lord, do all that we can do from the street, Lord, to the front doors of people's homes to try to find a way to send the message to the community. There's so many negative messages. Lord, we're trying to change that and do whatever we can to be a light to the city. Thank you for the opportunity. Bless it now in every gift in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Would you come forward, take a minute, you can shake hands with somebody as you're coming down through the aisle, but let's take just a moment to uh, pick up some new bags and celebrate the finale of this project. Change 
Thessalonians chapter 2 and verse 14. I uh, should have done this before you stood up because I want you to be able to see her, but we're delighted this evening we'll be hosting. Uh, tonight's the normal mix night. Uh, be a little different. We've decided that tonight mix presents. Our mixed band will be doing praise and worship, but then we're inviting the entire church to please come out for a very special service. We have a lady that's up from Oklahoma, and we're delighted that she is here. We first heard through uh, Cameron Jones, our youth pastor, that he has been involved in her ministry in the church down there that we love, the Southern Hills Church. And uh, she is a, a author, a church leader, and teacher of the Word of God, and she is a voice for the heartland of biblical Israel. And she is uh, coming to minister tonight, very specifically on, on the subject of, of Israel, and going to be bringing us a very, very special service. I'm looking forward to it. I can't wait for it. Her name is Margie Pesdertz, and she's here with us. Would you raise your hand so we can see you? She's sitting right here on the front row. Welcome to Stratford Heights today. We love uh, what you're going to be speaking about. We support and love Israel, and anyone who loves Israel is a friend of ours. And if you're a friend of Cameron Jones, you're a friend of ours too. So we're looking forward to the ministry of, of this very special minister tonight at 6 o'clock. So come and be with us. Also, as we're getting ready to read the word, if this is just a public announcement, if you have a 75 to 100-year-old connection with a house, a house that looks authentic. Maybe you've got a normal, regular house, but it's got 100-year-old antiques in it. We're looking in our documentary, we're still looking for a place that we can film some reproductions of 1915, and uh, we need a place, a home, where maybe we could have this done. If you know of a place or have a connection, or maybe you have a home where you wouldn't mind us moving in for a week, then... Uh, uh, Please let us know that. Call the church office and get that information to us. We really uh, are looking for a place, and we want it to, to be like that. Also, if you have any videos or pictures, yet we're in the final stages of editing, and we need some old videos, like 50s, 60s, 70s 
that, that genre right there. We have a lot from the 80s and 90s and 2000s, but we need some real old stuff. If you have old black and white photos from the 40s or the 30s uh, that deal with our history, we would love to take a look at that. We promise we'll get it back to you. We'll scan it and give it right back so you won't lose it. So help us with that if you have any of those things. Reading from 1 Thessalonians chapter 2 and verse 14, in the time that I have, I will, I will work very diligently, as always, to, uh, to get you out of here in a timely fashion this afternoon. For you, brethren, became imitators of the churches of God, which are in Judea, in Christ Jesus. For you also suffered the same things from your own countrymen, just as they did from the Judeans, who killed both the Lord Jesus and their prophets and have persecuted us, Paul's writing, And they do not please God and are contrary to all men, forbidding us to speak to the Gentiles that they may be saved, so as always to fill up the measure of their sins. But wrath has come upon them to the uttermost. But we, brethren, have been been taken away from you for a short time in presence, not in heart, endeavored more eagerly to see your face with great desire. Therefore, we wanted to come to you, even I, Paul, time and again, but Satan hindered us. For what is our hope or joy or crown of rejoicing? Is it not even you in the presence of our Lord Jesus Christ that is coming? For you are our glory and joy. This morning is we're in the middle of celebrating and we're excited about so many things that God is doing in our church. It would behoove us to remember, to be alert, and to be aware, mature Christian. I'm referring to the one who wants to be mature. Be aware that Satan will try to hinder. He will try to stop. I couldn't have had a better setup for my illustration this morning than for, for Sister Linda to share with us about how the enemy tried to hinder He always tries to step in and stop the work of God. He'll always try to shut you up, shut you down, and silence you. He'll always try to get you to throw in the towel and give up. He'll never quit. He'll never stop. You'll never get a break. Come on. Own that. Realize that. Mature up. And understand that we are part of a battle that is much larger than ourselves. And there's a kingdom to be won, and we're in it. Father, I pray your blessings, your challenge to our hearts this morning in the few minutes we have. And I thank you for your word alive in us. In Jesus' name, amen. You can be seated. So excited, as I said, about where we are and what God is doing in our church. Last Sunday, we had 26 scheduled, but 24 showed up. 24 people being baptized in the Sunday morning service. And man, was the Lord here or what? It was a great service, the power of God, not to mention the fact several people got saved in that service as well. God is doing great things. The jail ministry is constantly reporting 20, 25 people being saved on the weekends when they minister. And we have all of these things going on. The youth group always talking about kids coming to Christ. Every ministry, the Celebrate Recovery Program, Esperanza, so many different areas, Sunday mornings, people getting saved right here. We are a kingdom church, and we are working hard to build what God is building in this last day. Then we had the groundbreaking two Sundays before, one of the most significant 
the most historical, one of the most important days in this church's history ever was just two weeks ago. Did you realize that? One of the most important days in our history as we now move forward and as God begins our our vision and and the dream of tomorrow for our church, letting us know he's busy anointing and leading and guiding us into the future. We've been dreaming about that. Somebody says, boy, y'all just threw that together. Hardly. It's been a dream and a plan for 25 years. But God is bringing it to pass and you and I are working together to make that happen. Then Linda Robinson getting healed last Sunday night. And I told you there's another miracle I can't wait to share with you. But right now I gotta I gotta I gotta work on it a little bit and get some confirmations, and then I'm gonna blow you away with another miracle. God's letting us know that He's doing something in this church. He's letting us know there's favor on this house, there's blessing on this house. People are getting saved, people are getting healed, people are getting direction, they're getting blessed, they're getting jobs, marriages are coming back together, kids are are coming home, prodigal children are coming home, and we're seeing the work of God being accomplished. And in that process, as Bishop Isaacs was here with his wife Shelly and we came back into the sanctuary after everyone else had gone home and we were looking at the plans and he wanted to show his wife the plans as we were talking and sharing and showing the different things so exciting about what's coming in just a few months. We were walking up the center aisle and Bishop turned around almost with fire in his eyes and he said, Pastor, he said, be alert, be on guard. He said, warn your staff. Make sure you tell the church. When God's moving, when the Spirit is being, is active in a congregation and the work of God's being accomplished and done and armies are being dispatched of angels and things are taking place, do not doubt for a second that Satan will try to hinder Satan always is at work until his last day, until the angel wraps him up in chains and casts him into that lake. He is going to be conniving and manipulating and doing everything he can in his power to steal, kill, and destroy. He doesn't take a break. He don't take vacation. He don't take a day off. He doesn't look at you and go, oh, wow, you got your healing. You got a victory. Wow, I got to leave you alone now. He just comes up with a brand new plan and gets a few of his imps to do the work that he needs done. And he begins all over again, working hard on your mind, your spirit, your body. He wants to do everything in his power to cause you to fall, to fail He wants you to give up. He wants you to quit the faith. He wants you to give up on your dreams. He wants you to give up on ministry. He wants you to give up on your family. He wants you to walk away from your children. He wants to do everything in his power to distract you so that you will get off the work that you're doing for God. He doesn't care about you. It isn't that you and I are that important. It's that the work of the kingdom is he doesn't want to see the success there so we as the children of God and I took the mandate from Bishop Isaacs and I began to pray about it and I waited and I began to ask the Lord about this message for Sunday morning and the Lord spoke to my heart and said 
don't forget Satan had hindered the work Paul was talking about. Don't forget the alert warning, the be sober warning. Don't forget families. Don't forget families that you're going to face the enemy. He's going to attack. He's never going to stop. But I don't want to send you just the bad news because Jesus himself said the thief comes but to steal, to kill, and to destroy. He says, but I have come that you might have life and have life more abundantly. God wants to let you know the enemy has his ways and schemes, his devices, but you have the power of the creator of the universe and you have no failure in the future when you belong to God. There is no, there is no doubt that can overtake you. There is no disillusionment that can stunt you and stagnate you. There is nothing poised against you in the spirit that can win against the child of God who names the name of Christ who has already conquered who has already won the victory Peter said I want to stir up your pure minds I want you to remember who you are over and over again in the Word. We have to keep being reminded you're children of God. Walk worthy of the vocation wherewith you have been called. Over and over again, we're reminded the adversary, the lion, the enemy will go about. He walks about seeking whom he may devour. He's constantly on the job. But you and I, as Linda pointed out, he's a good devil. I've told people before, he's a great devil. He does his job good. But the creator of the universe is even greater and mightier and more powerful and more awesome. <laughs> Satan will try to hinder the good work that you're doing. You're in the middle of doing your good work and Satan will come along and, and he'll throw a lie out. He'll throw some kind of a discouragement out, disillusionment out, deception out. He'll do anything he can. I'm amazed at the people that, and don't be this way. Don't do this. I'm pastor. I get to say this. Don't let people keep you from the kingdom. Come on, do I? I'm going to say it again. And, and now I'm going to get on my rant. I'm not going to fuss. But I am going to get on something pretty important. Stop letting people stop you. Stop letting people be your God. Stop letting people be the main influence on why you attend church or why you're faithful, why you're committed, why you're dedicated. Don't let a liar and a cheater sitting on a pew on Sunday morning or any other service, don't let that person keep you. Boy, if the devil, he's not really a good devil. He's just, he's not even really having to do very much if all he has to do is put a liar and a cheater or a deceiver on the pew. Call up a good hypocrite and put him on the committee. Call up a good liar and put him on the board. And if that's all it's going to take for you to walk away from those church people because you know they're all hypocrites. If that's all he's got to do is put some human being right there in front of Calvary's cross with you, then you don't have very much faith inside anyhow. Maybe I need to call on a salvation message this morning to get some folks saved. Because it's time for some Christian people to mature up. It's time for us to grow up. It's time for us to quit letting things knock us down. And let the blood be the blood in your life. It's time to man up. It's time to grow up. 
It's time to quit allowing the enemy to knock you sideways. You get your eyes on people. What are you doing getting your eyes on people anyhow? And can I just say this? What right do you have? I guess you got so much holiness, you're just filled to the brim with holiness that you got time to focus and analyze and evaluate other people. Well, I just happen to be the pastor of the church, and I don't have enough holiness in me. Not yet. I'm trying. I'm killing myself like Paul. I'm dying daily, crucifying this old flesh. I don't have time to go around pointing where you stink. I don't have time to worry about all you got going on. I ain't going to be sitting over here in the middle of the field watching your house to see if you're living for God. If God be God, serve him. If he's not, then get out of the way. Because there's some blood-bought, washed Christians in this house that want to serve the Lord. And it's time for all of the weak Mamby pamby wishy washy folks that don't have a backbone to get out of the way and let the true soldiers of the cross go forward in the name of Jesus Christ. Oh, hallelujah! Let the saints begin to march forward. Let us go forward in the power of his might. Now unto him who is able to do exceeding abundantly above all we can ask or think. Get off the merry-go-round and get you a white horse and begin to ride with the king of kings. Get off the playground, kids. Liz, am I allowed to do this? Should I go out the side door right now? I probably... I'm thinking I might need to go this way. But you know what I want? I prayed about it, Brian. I want a blood-bought, washed crew. I want a saints of God who have gone through the fire and they've gone through the waters and the floods and they have found as they walk through everything the enemy has put in their path, they just walk over top of every bit of it until they're standing at the very throne of God in white saying glory and honor and power and wisdom and riches under the king. I can't wait. As a pastor, I feel like it's my responsibility to make sure that I am presenting to the Lord a pure and a spotless church. So it's right for me as pastor to look at you and declare to you that I'm not going to water it down and wash it down. I'm not going to modify and change to please sinners. I'm going to start worrying more and more and more about the glory that belongs to God. And he wants a blood-bought church preaching a blood-bought message. He wants us to look once again back to Calvary's cross and understand that there is our liberty. There is our calling. There is our purpose and our vision. Amen? Y'all been wearing me out the last few Sundays. You got to finish well. A lot of people know how to start. A lot of people know how to start. Tons of folks. Count me in. Every revival. I'm in. I'm set. I'm, sign me up, pastor. Let me do it. 
A lot of folks know how to start. The percentages of those who finish well. No greater words were ever spoken than by Paul in his deathbed when he said, I have fought a good fight. I have finished the course and I have kept all along through every journey. I have kept my faith. Don't let the enemy knock you sideways. Don't let him defeat you. Don't sit sucking your thumb waiting for God to give you a lollipop and get you out of the hole you're in. It's time for you and I to stand up in the power that was given to us at the resurrection and declare to the devil, to the demons, to the world, to the society at large full of sin. It's right for us to stand and declare, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord will not fall prey to the lies of the enemy. I'm here to tell you, uh, we need it. We're in the last days. Oh, I know, I know what you're saying. I heard, I've heard you. Thank you for being so prophetic. You are being used of God this morning to bring Scripture alive. For it's in the Scripture that we hear the teaching coming. Where it says, in the last days, scoffers will come saying, where is the promise of his coming? They don't teach it in churches anymore. They don't want to preach it anymore in some congregations. They're so worried about the Super Bowl parties, and they're so worried more about other things, which these things I'm not complaining against. I'm not fussing this morning. I, I like a good Super Bowl party. But you know, when we care more about about less and less and less of the Bible preaching, the presence of God, the power of God. For I'm going to say it one more time. I am unashamed of the power of the gospel. I'm unashamed of the power of Pentecost. I'm unashamed of the power of the Holy Spirit at work in the lives of people. I will not water it down so that we can have a packed house full of lost folks. I still believe there's a hungry man and woman out there on the street today that is tired of watching Christians party and they'd sure like to see somebody who has a real life story of healing and deliverance and power to set them free. They already know what the party got them. They want to know what does Jesus have for them. Hallelujah. They're done with the parties. And when they get done out there, they're going to want to know what do we have in here? What makes the difference in here? Satan has lied to the church and tried to change, modify, so that we do nothing but seek after the lost in a way that pleases them. I want to seek the lost as Christ commands and as he did. But I remember when I got saved, I didn't want a religion that made me feel comfortable. I didn't want a religion that told me I was okay just like I was. I already knew I needed something inside. I knew I'd already hurt my family and I'd hurt my own heart. I would read this word and I knew, Brother Robinson, I wasn't lining up to what I read here. My life didn't look like this. I already knew I had problems and I needed a savior. When I got saved, I felt like the low down, dirtiest rat scoundrel there was. When I walked down there, I looked up. I was like, God, you got a big job ahead of you. 
the more and more I begin to look into the promises of Calvary's cross over my sinful life, the more I saw I needed him. By the time I got down to the front, I felt like a beggar. I felt like I was the lowest. I felt like I couldn't lift my head up. I felt like that publican in the Word when he said he couldn't even lift up his head, but lifted his heart and mind up to God. Oh, tell, I'm, here to, I'm here to tell you this morning, we've got to remember where he brought us from and remember that the power that saved you is the power that will keep you no matter what the enemy has poised against you. Stand firm. Stand strong. Don't let the enemy steal the work and the faith that you have built all these years. There's nothing worse than having come all through these battles, come one after the other and stood your ground against the enemy only to come at the end of it and have found yourself a failure, faltering and struggling and laying it all down. There's nothing worse than that. That's why Paul compared it to being a soldier. A soldier. We honor them and we remember them because they have this commitment that is unbelievable. I've watched the army as it takes a young man. Brother Childers, you're here today, having served two terms in Afghanistan, Iraq. They take you as a young man and they, they put you through it. They put you through it. They put you through the, the boot camp, and they're in your face. They break you down. They take all that mamby-pamby, wimpy stuff out of you. They take all that sissy stuff out of you. They take all that stuff out of you that's all emotional, and you can't make it, and you can't get up, and you've got a bad day, and the alarm clock has to be pushed on, on snooze alarm ten times. They take all that, and they, they burn it out of you. They turn you into a soldier. They turn you into someone who can face an enemy head on and not even blink an eye. They turn you into somebody who can, who know, they know, you know what you defend. You know what you're fighting for. You're not out there going, well, I don't know what I believe. Well, I don't know how I feel today. Well, I'll just stand back here and I'll just be part of the crew. If I could just have a nice uniform. Those people don't make it in the military. They don't make it. The ones who make it are the ones who take it and they're able to let it make them into men and women who are soldiers, who will fight and stare an enemy down, who will look temptation and trouble and look uh, deception and lying, will look cheating in the face. No, sir. No, sir. That's not me. They come walking in and... I've watched kids that have walked into the army and they're like, yeah, I signed up, man. I'm like, oh, that's good. It'll help you. Yeah, I'm hoping it'll pay for my college. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I'm like, oh, that's, that's great. Great. I'm proud of you. Yeah, it's going to be cool. If I just get through boot camp, you know, they say that's tough. But once I get through that, it'll be a piece of cake. I'm like, well, man, good luck. I'll be praying for you. Yeah, man, send me a package. (laughs) 
Then about, oh, six months, eight months later, I'll see that same young man. He walks in, squared up. I'm like, man, you look sharp. Yes, sir. Wow. Man, you all squared up. Look, you look, you've lost weight. Yeah, and gained it in some places. Check these guns. <laughs> yeah, you're looking good, man. Yeah, it's changed my life, Pastor. I can see that. Yeah, I'm, I'm doing good. I'm going to fly airplanes. Really? They're putting you through the training? Yes, sir. Awesome. Like a whole new person. And I watch on those days when they wear their uniforms in our service. And I watch how they stand. And they look. And when people like start clapping, I see the tears in their eyes. And I see the hand over their heart. And I see a changed young person. Why have we gotten away from the words of Paul that said, Endure hardship like a good soldier. Why have we gotten away from the disciplines? Why have we tried so hard to run away from the things that make us men and women of faith? There'd be a lot less confusion out there over who's a boy and who's a girl if people would start becoming the men and women they were meant to be. And the church is where we set the example. But it's hard for a world to look at us when we've got just as many hang-ups and problems and our divorce rates are no different and our troubles and our trials and our gripings, our complainings, our judging, our whining is no different than the world. Stand up. Rise up. Meditate on this word and let it make you. Let it cause you to become the champion you are meant to be. Man or woman. There's nothing more beautiful than a Proverbs 31 woman. Nothing more amazing than her children rising up to call her blessed and her husband bragging on her at the city gate. Or the man who provides and takes care and is the priest of his home. Nothing more beautiful than the way God put it together. Don't let the enemy get an advantage over you any longer. Make a declaration today, Satan has hindered he fights. He tries to destroy. He attacks the church's unity. He attacks our big days, our big years, our big services, our altar calls, our healings. He attacks. But Linda, you square yourself up and you believe the report of the Lord and you stand strong and we will stand with you and we will declare to a world he still heals he's a god of great healing power he will heal you emotionally he will heal you physically 
He will heal you in your soul. The blood of Jesus Christ has enough power to take care of any and every diabolical debauchery issue, issue that you've ever seen or heard about. He has the ability to transform and change. He's not about trying to preach a message where he wants us all to just get along and be okay and everybody be good and everybody just hang out, bring all your problems to church and let's all just sit around and support our problems. No, that is not what the word teaches. The word teaches love one another, carry one another's burdens, pray for one another, testify to one another. But when you get to that cross, remember, you're walking back a different man, a different woman. You're transformed by the renewing of your mind and you become a brand new creature in Christ Jesus. You don't belong to the ways of the world any longer. You don't belong to the ways that you used to belong to, the things you used to do. You don't have those things anymore. You, you, you keep coming back to the blood. You keep coming back to the cross. You keep coming back to the message of the cross. And the cross, cross represents for you and I that every problem, every hurt, every wound, every problem, Every sin is taken care of through the blood. So come to the cross. Would you stand with me this morning? Second Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 3. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for the pulling down of strongholds, casting down arguments, imaginations, thoughts. Come on. Are you a little tired of constantly letting the devil just whisper whatever he wants? Aren't you a little tired of always having to hear the enemy's lies, his deceptions? Aren't you tired of his games? Get a clear mind, a clear soul. Get your eyes off other people. If you'll be the man or the woman of God you're meant to be, you're going to stop judging, condemning, and putting down other people. You don't have time. And by the way, you don't have enough holiness yet. Self-righteousness, pride, arrogance, conceit. There is no place for that in the child of God's life. I know I am going to leave here today and I'm going to beat myself up over this message. But I have a mandate from the Lord that even if you don't like me after this message, I have a mandate that I will tell you the truth so that when you stand before God, you'll not go, He told me! He told me it was okay! He told me it was alright! I'll stand toe-to-toe -to -toe with you this morning. And I will tell you that the Bible says that we are to be a holy people. That we are to come out from among them and be separate. We are not to look like them, act like them, walk like them, talk like them, preach like them. 
I'm not going to wheel a keg in here on a Sunday just to get you to come to a party. I'm not going to will all kinds of worldly stuff out there to try to get your attention. I'm not going to try to fill this house full of partiers. There's too many tears. There's too much pain. There's too many people that are going to die lost. And as I live and breathe, like me or lump me, I want to preach a gospel that says Jesus died so that you and I can be free, so that we can be redeemed, blood washed in white robes, standing before his throne, crying with the elders, and the number of them was 10,000 times 10,000, and thousands of thousands saying with a loud voice, worthy is the lamb that was slain. Spotless, without wrinkle, untarnished. He calls us to holiness. He calls us to holy living. Holiness, holiness, because He is holy. Lay it down. Sling aside all those thoughts and imaginations and all those hindering things the enemy puts in your path. Quit letting him be your inspiration and let God's word begin to lead you again, fresh and brand new. It'll cause you to say you're sorry to your wife, your husband. You might pull your kids in and sit them down and have a family powwow. You, you might have a brother or a sister you gotta speak to. Maybe you got an issue where you just need to clear it all up and that's what, that's what real revival looks like. But you don't know where I've been. It don't matter where you've been. What matters is where you're going. Where you're going from here. I feel the Holy Spirit. He's saying the enemy has tried to destroy you. And you've listened. The enemy has tried to lie to you. And you've listened. The enemy has tried to shut you up and shut you down. Tried to destroy your home. And you have listened. God is still speaking. And if you will be determined that you will hear him, you will hear his voice over your family and over your life. If you will be determined you're going to have to get in your prayer closet. You're going to have to get yourself alone time with God. It don't matter if the family doesn't want to be quiet. You, you find you a place and, and, and don't be ashamed. Don't be embarrassed. Look at your family and say, hey, keep it down. Dad's going upstairs and I'm going to be there for a while. I'm going to go talk to God. I'm going to talk to God about you. Don't be ashamed. Mom, don't be afraid. Dinner's going to be a little late, y'all. I feel the Lord calling me to my closet. So it's going to be about 45 minutes to an hour to maybe four or five. I don't know. But I'm going to go talk with the Lord. Y'all take care of yourself for a little while. 
oh, for houses and homes to once again hear the prayers. You know what I miss? I miss walking by my mother's bedroom and hearing her in there wail and cry, calling every one of her children. I've told you before, I used to sit and listen to see what she knew about me. She'd get to me and she'd say, oh, God, touch my boy. God, I rebuke the enemy over him. I plead the blood over my baby, my boy. I pray over him. God, let him love you like he ought to. Lord, reveal your love to him. Show him how mighty you are. Don't let him go the way of the world. I plead the blood over him. I pray protection over him. I pray, God, your Holy Spirit on him. I'd hear her in there praying in tongues and praying over me. Every now and again, she'd slip in my bedroom at night. She didn't know I was awake. And I'd, I'd be laying there acting like I'm asleep. And she'd get real quiet by my bed. And she'd lay her hand on me. And I'd hear her speaking in tongues over my body while I was sleeping. Praying and pleading the blood over me. Oh, Mom! Love your babies! Love them! Don't worry about being their friend. Don't worry about being their buddy. It's great if that can happen. I'm not coming against that. But love your babies enough to plead the blood over them. Love your children enough, Father, that you're not afraid to walk right in the room and lay hands on them and anoint them with oil in the name of Jesus in the front yard. Don't be ashamed to be men and women, soldiers of the cross. Don't be ashamed. We get a church like this, we won't have unity problems. We won't have fusses and fights. We won't have all kinds of people wanting recognition and reward and attention. We won't have complaining and whining and gossiping and backbiting. We will be a kingdom church on fire for the will and the work of God. And when he comes, he'll come with the trumpet sound and we'll hear it and we'll all be reunited together in that cloud to meet the Lord. There's nothing more beautiful, nothing more amazing. With every head bowed and every eye closed this morning very quickly. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Mm. Hallelujah. 
I'm calling you right now. I'm just calling everybody that will. Would you come and maybe at your seat or here at the altar? I'm just calling us into a solemn assembly of prayer. Would you come right now, spend a few moments in prayer, just wherever you are? Just come. Don't wait on anyone else around you. Come and find a place to pray. Seek the face of the Lord. If you're unsaved, ask the Lord to come into your heart. Ask him to forgive you of your sins. He will. He's here to save you this morning. If you need that rekindling of fire in your heart, if you need to commit again like a soldier of the army of God, come and he's ready to receive you. He's ready to empower you and turn you upside down. The Lord is ready to heal your home. Heal your heart. Doesn't matter where you've been. Doesn't matter what's happened yesterday. Don't matter. What matters is where you are right now. Let God touch you. Let Him empower you. Let Him strengthen you. I call this room to prayer this morning.
you to stand with me if you would a closing prayer this morning while these continue to pray and feel comfortable to pray as long as you want to this morning but I want to pray in a closing prayer for for your family if you have a lost child son or daughter I just want you to lift up your hand this is a safe place sons and daughters look one more time lift them up let me see around here Every, all the lost sons and daughters I want to pray for them right here right now also I want to pray I didn't mention this earlier I want to make sure that we pray right right now the Ellis family is in Columbus Warney Ellis and Betty Ellis Betty would be sitting right over here this morning if she were able to be with us in service brother Warney and her were at a campground right outside of Columbus over the weekend just having a good time and he went into cardiac arrest and he's in a hospital in Columbus right now and they're needed to make a very difficult decision about life support this morning his name is Warney Ellis they're a very precious and wonderful family I want us to pray for him and pray for the family also I told Angel Brashear that we would pray for a young lady named Donna Denning was hit by an SUV and she has survived and is in the hospital and needs prayer. So I want us to pray for her as well. So as we pray for these three things, I want to pray for every lost son and daughter. I want to pray for Warney Ellis and the family. And I want to pray for Donna Denning. Let's be dismissed in a proper word of prayer. Father, as we come before you this morning, we thank you for the moving of your spirit. God, you're truly doing something in this church. You're drawing us, Lord. You're calling us, Lord, into the deep places. You're calling us into a place, God, of intercession and prayer. And we thank you for this, God. I pray for every lost son and daughter. You know right where they are this morning. You know, God, where they're, they're resting, where they're 
where they're playing, where they're sleeping. God, you know where they're at right now. We pray in the name of Jesus Christ that you go to them. By your Holy Spirit, speak to them. Reveal your love to them. And Lord, let them sense and feel the convicting power of their life in regards to their relationship with you. I pray that they will like the prodigal son. I pray that they will come to themselves. That they will realize the need and the faith that has been poured into them through the years. I pray in the name of Jesus for their salvation this morning. We pray it in the name of Jesus, giving you honor and glory for a work that is being done in them even in this very moment. I believe by faith, by the angels of God, you're performing a work on their minds and hearts even in this hour. We thank you for it. Lord, we pray for Warney. We lift him up to you today. Pray your grace to be with him. Father, to touch Betty and the family, God, let your work be accomplished in them, through them, by the power of your Holy Spirit. Let the God that we trust and know be their comfort and grace in this hour. Lord, we pray for healing for Donna Denning, that your work will be done in her body physically. Touch her by your Holy Spirit. And as we pray for her, Lord, we pray for her family as well. Touch them by the grace and the power and the blood of Christ. So we ask it all in your name. Now we go from this place. Church, surely, it's not dismissed. But God, we are just leaving the building. And God, wherever we go, may we impact and may we influence and inspire change in every place where we find ourselves. May we exude the light of Christ. Be the salt, God, and flavor to this world that they're hungry for. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we pray it all, giving you honor and glory. And everyone together said, Amen. Amen. God bless you. We'll see you tonight. Don't forget, Margie Perditz is here with us. Pezditz and Pezdirts. And she is going to be ministering in service with us tonight. God bless you. Sorry. Your word proclaim, no matter what people say, no matter what comes my way, I just want to stand. I just want to stand. Folks, attention, folks. If I can have your attention for just a second, I want to make one quick announcement again. Next Sunday is.